Hello and welcome to the Euro What, episode number 77 for the week of February 17th, 2020. I'm Mike McComb and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hey Ben. Hey Mike. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. This week, we'll be talking about why online voting is a sham. It is a scam. It's a fraud. I am just, I'm just res- so much residual anger. And I don't know if it was, that was a holiday weekend here, <sighs> but just, it was a mess, wasn't it? Such mess, such glorious mess. And much like uh, with NRK, totally unforeseeable, even though it was completely foreseeable. Ay, 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 ay. Just absolutely things you should have backup plans for. And backup plans, the backup plans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we will get into that shortly. We'll, we'll uh, get there later. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking when we were putting the episode together, it's like, should we do this chronologically or in order of what will get us riled up? But then I looked at it and it's like, oh, it's the same order. So it's the exact same order, same thing. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, it was a not quite as super, but still pretty crowded Saturday. Still, yeah, still a very busy Saturday. I think I had the first time I was double screening things just because things were happening live mm-hmm. in a way that w- where it would not be immediately recorded afterwards for me to go back. So, so that was fun. Once you learn how to do all of the like tab swapping and getting it on your phone and then on your Chromecast, yeah, it 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 really becomes very mad scientist y. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I have friends, I promise. Uh, first chronologically, roughly, was uh, Armenia. Uh, they brought back uh, Depi Evretzil, uh, which was their national final selection process. And yeah, uh, after just a single round of performances, uh, the winner of that process was Athena Manukian with the song Chains on You. And Athena is a Greek-Armenian singer. Uh, she attempted to represent Greece in the Junior Eurovision uh, 2008, uh, placed seventh in that contest. Uh, since then, she won the 2015 Armenian Pulse Award for Best English Song uh, for her track XO. And yeah, just kind of uh, plugging away at the music industry. And uh, her performance was really well received by the Armenian jury. Uh, she got 12s from nine out of the 10 jury members. Televote, not as decisive. Uh, she came in third, about 2,700 votes behind Vladimir Arzumanian. Ben, did you get a chance to listen to the song or watch the performance? I did. I've watched it a couple times now. I like that we're getting kind of a trap pop influence at Eurovision this year, mm-hmm. just from, from listening to this. The song itself feels kind of basic. I don't know, like it doesn't stick with me. Yeah, it it kind of reminded me of the sort of spoken parts in Ariana Grande's Seven Rings. Uh, Okay. Yeah, just in terms of like the uh, self-call and response structure of it, if that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. it was kind of a weird national final selection thing a lot of the songs were very meandering and just kind of started and then stopped uh this Mm -hmm. this was one of the few performances that had like a clear stage idea and seemed more pop oriented but yeah i i I kind of agree that it, it, it felt very basic in its initial presentation it's it's really repetitive. Yes. Like it goes it has like it has like three different phases of the song and it cycles through them a few times each and then it's done. Right. Right. And and I don't think it was helped uh by the really weird sound mix. Uh I I'm not uh Yeah. That was a problem across the board for the performances where everything just felt very thin and it's just like oh everything's going to get swallowed up in an arena and hopefully that's something that'll just be fixed with like the sound mix in the arena and hopefully better staging or like a fuller staging yeah yeah, fuller staging is yeah yeah but i don't think this is a bad choice for armenia like it's it's different from what they sent last year uh Mm -hmm. which i thought was a good performance but it didn't seem to resonate with the audience do you you think this is something that's going to resonate a little bit better um you know i have 
no clue because like trap pop tends to be outside my normal listening range mm-hmm. although it's doing decently on the charts in the united states yeah i don't know how that translates globally mm. so like this could be perfectly of the moment in the right spot and i think the fact that it's in semifinal two which is a little less stacked is probably in its favor for getting to the final yes it just doesn't grab me like some of the other stuff that's been released so far has okay yeah and i mean i guess it is still early I'd, I'd kind of like to hear what it sounds like live in a different context like maybe eurovision in concert and mm-hmm. see how that yeah. how that performance works particularly if it's not relying so much on the like dancers and the throne and like the staging aspect of it just like singing it as a song i'm glad that armenia brought back some form of public selection uh to their process because i missed that last year so mm-hmm. um yeah yeah I, th- I think they tried an internal selection that didn't work so mm-hmm. okay let's go back to the public selection and see if that helps turn things around yeah speaking of switching up your your selection process a little bit and getting better results hopefully uh lithuania yes had the final and that was it's been super exciting to just see everybody seemingly get super into the lithuanian process this year Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i like even personally just going from someone who's like haha it's a marathon it's 16 weeks and they they pick like the blandest thing um like this year they had such a great lineup for the final i'm having a difficult time thinking of another final where i was this excited about uh, not not just about the final itself, but just like the individual components in the final. Like it, re- it really felt like a journey for all of these people. It's like, oh, I'm so glad that ev- everybody seems to have a cheering section behind them. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like this this was such a satisfying conclusion to such a satisfying process. Yeah, it was uh, satisfying is the correct word. It was also kind of super exciting to see people continuing to to kind of push their staging ideas and mm-hmm. see, okay. This worked last time. This didn't work last time. Uh, I think there are a few things that kind of changed things a little bit too much at the end. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that had Kyra just gone back to the pink jumpsuits, there was, like, one too many ideas going on in, like, the final version of, of Alligator. I I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I did miss the, uh, the choreography from it, where, like, doing the complicated standing up maneuver where it's like leaning mm-hmm. back to uh on the feet of the one dancer and grabbing the hand of the other dancer like i th- i thought that was just a really well executed move in the semifinals but i can also mm-hmm. understand needing to change it up since it was a bigger venue and it was a bigger venue yeah and seeing how the various acts kind of worked with that was nice mm-hmm. like it was just nice to see the confidence from everybody yeah. in, in these songs truly yeah. uh so the winner uh, by a landslide was the roop and on fire. It is getting higher. I feel that I'm on fire. The world is my desire. I feel that I'm on fire. In the televote portion of things, 34,585 votes went to the roop. Uh, everybody else cumulatively got 26,075. The Roop got 57% of the vote. That is so crazy. That total is the largest number of televotes received by a single act in the Lithuanian National Selection since 2006. Whoa. Wait, was that the same year as the We Are the Winners of Eurovision? I do not know. Oh, I I think I'm going to look that up. I think that might be the case. And uh, if so, that is a fantastic legacy to (laughs) to maintain. That's that's just great. Uh, And then so one thing that I know you were kind of joking about on Twitter back when we thought that the jury just had it in the bag for Aiste Mm -hmm. was, oh, great, there's more jury. Uh, But no, like they won an expanded jury easily, 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 Mm -hmm. easily. Uh, And I was so shocked to see that when like the numbers came up at the end. I was too. The overall standings I felt were correct. Like, I mean, yes. I, I'm, I'm I'm glad that the group won. I think they are legitimate contenders here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Monique uh, finished second in the jury in the televote. And it's like, okay, good. Like, because uh, she was one of the early ones that I thought, oh, this this one has bones. And mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, Monica Maria uh, finished third uh, with the overall and third with the jury, uh, fourth with the televote. Uh, and then uh, Which I thought that that was very solidly done as well. I would have been pleased with that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coming in at the end and winning. Yeah. And then 
I was delightfully surprised to see that Ruda Loop took fourth place. Um, mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, came in fourth with the jury uh, and tied with Ice Day f- uh, for fifth in the televote. Um, and I was very surprised that Drip ended up beating uh, Unbreakable by a single point with the jury. That that just felt so correct. And then the other part of the final that I really enjoyed, the uh, postcards leading into the performances were so well done. Like everybody mm-hmm. got to really show off their personalities and the concept behind the postcards was it, it was uh, each of the acts getting ready to go onto the stage. And yeah, I think everybody had like creative control over how they wanted to present that. And yeah, just it, it was very consistent with each person's brand. And mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. So <laughs> I yeah, I really like those as well. Excellent job, Lithuania. Very excited to uh, see what happens in Rotterdam for them. Like they, Pabandam they, was now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of processes that went off the rails so spectacularly, Norway, what, what, wow. Norway had their Melody Grand Prix, like grand final. Uh, the 10 acts that uh, advanced from the semifinals and from the auto selection all performed in the live show and it looked like it was a pretty cool live show i mean it was a huge stadium uh giant audience and like expanded stage yeah one thing that i liked about this is that it felt like a lot of the staging issues we had noted with things along the way had gotten resolved or at least maybe it was just like a bigger space Mm -hmm. where people started rethinking things because uh i thought in particular uh diedrich and emil yes uh that was a much improved performance of that it still kind of felt like the memorial concert for the third member of their boy band (laughs) (laughs) like something like like the entire time during that song i'm like this needs a third brother yes yeah i i think that that was it where it's just like it felt more like a boy band song than a duo it got better now that they removed like the identical suits and the children for some reason Mm -hmm. it still needed like a third brother yeah, but um, yeah, so that like go through all the performances, they opened up the voting and this year they had it all as online voting and they did not test for server slam, which just me as a software engineer. Anytime I hear we're doing online voting, I just like I just tense up and I get so afraid. Yeah, and they were not prepared, which is from the software engineering standpoint. Yes, I understand that it's like you can't prepare for everything. At the same time, there have been technical issues every single week of this process, and a lot of it having to do with Server Slam and the live stream. So this should not have been a surprise. And yeah, you know this is an issue. Yeah, and that there weren't stopgap measures in place is just really kind of baffling to me. And also, like they they've been highlighting mo- notable moments in in uh, MGP history every single week. Mm-hmm. And the one that they highlighted week one that I found hilarious in the context of Saturday was week one. They talked about the time that there were so many calls into the televote the first time they did that, that it broke. <sighs> okay. Uh- <laughs> yeah. And we were we were all laughing then, but who's laughing now? Oh, geez. So, yeah, I was switching back and forth from Norway to all the other things that were happening because uh yeah like i as you might have guessed uh, as each week went by i'm kind of over norway this year but like gets to the results and they have like all 10 acts come out on stage and they're announcing uh who advances and the four acts that advance are uh elrique Rayleigh, which okay that one makes sense that one did very... that one did have the most streams going into it yeah yeah liza uh which okay competently seems... produced yeah, but also kind of controversial because of the whole, yeah. like, not gay, even though the song's called I Am Gay. Uh, and then Kristen. Yeah, instead of, like, instead of like Rain Alexander, who I think was heavily favored for at least the final four. Yeah, it was just like, huh, I'm very surprised by these results. And this is before, like, we knew, any, like, what had happened. Yeah, so it turns out they... Uh, since the televote, well, the online vote, rather, was not usable, they went to their plan B, which was to go to a demoscopic panel, which had convened on Friday night. And it was like 30 or so people who voted on their favorites based on the studio tracks. Which, what? That, yeah. Like, I. You're, you're telling me that there wasn't like a, like a, 
like you should be watching the live performance. That's an important component of this. Yeah. Yeah. Or like failing that all of these songs were performed on television on this show. You could have thrown together a supercut in the running order of the live show and based it on those performances instead. A song like Ringing Alexander's where it's not a great song, but the performance elevated it. And that's kind of the point of Eurovision. And yeah, yeah, and if you're just basing it off of these studio tracks, it's like, wow, that is just so pointless. And yeah, yeah. And uh, a number of the artists who were participating on social media were expressing their extreme disappointment in the way that this was handled. And rightly so. And like, honestly, yeah, like I would be super pissed if the the backup plan wasn't reviewing the full performance, was just reviewing the song. Yeah. And like, I mean, with like Emile and Diedrich, that one's going to be kind of weird because like th- their performance had changed so much from the first time uh, that we saw it performed. But like everybody else, it was more or less the same. Maybe a couple of extra dancers here, a different camera choice there. But Basing it off of the audio is just so not Eurovision. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, and like uh, there was a video of uh, Akuvi responding to uh, the news where she's just talking about like, like, I'm really disappointed, particularly for like my dancers who worked incredibly hard on this and none of it mattered because she was one of the auto qualifiers. So like there's no feedback mechanisms like oh do i have an audience for for this like were people into this and yeah and like looking at the results like the top four only one of those pre-qualifiers yeah made the final four yeah so i don't know just such a mess and then like it goes into another round of voting this time which thankfully was working but is like, did they did they announce how the like did they use duels again for for the second round? So for this, uh, so once they cut it down to four, it was it just went to another round of voting on those four uh, acts only, uh, and then the two with the most votes after that round had another duel. Uh, so it came down to Elrique and uh, Kristen, which again it's just like, huh, that's. A surprising outcome, but I guess of those four choices, the correct like, two. I don't like. I, yeah, like I, if I had, yeah, like if I had to pick from that group of four, that would probably be the two I'd pick. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm, I'm still kind of surprised. Like it wasn't really an Enrique, but sure. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess at this point. Yeah. Um. So then they had, uh, they had the vote, and then maybe I, I shouldn't be surprised because Kristen was leading going into the. Uh, they had it broken down into the five regions of Norway, and after yeah, the and it first was... four regions, Kristen had what seemed like an insurmountable lead. And then, like uh, Elrique stormed the was it the central version or the we- the central division or the west division? That that part doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, it just was overwhelming uh, support for attention. So attention will be the one going to Eurovision. And I think that's the thing that's the most annoying part about this. I think that is the correct choice for oh, yeah, Norway. Is, is that we got to the correct place, but in like the most stressful manner. Yeah, yeah. And like, like the most embarrassing manner. Like, Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And like watching the Norwegian final after the fact on my in, in my case, because I was watching a couple other things, mm-hmm. what, like it reminded me most closely of, so my sister is a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it reminded me of going to see her, her student show. Because there were a lot of acts where it felt like they hadn't quite, where they had done the assignment, but hadn't necessarily thought of sort of the larger outcome of, of, yes, I'm going on the Eurovision. Mm -hmm. And there were like a handful where it's like, okay, they understand the assignment. They understand like the larger picture. And like, I think it was probably of like just thinking through like Ulrike had like the full package. Like the first time she performed that at the finals, like, yes. This needs like a few, maybe like a few tweaks and like a rain of sparks at this point. Mm-hmm. But other than that is like ready to go, has thought through the assignment yeah. and is the choice. I think the worst part about this is uh, Jan Olesand was there, uh, partly because like Norway is his home and that that's, uh, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was his homecoming. And uh, yeah, just to have this be part of that presentation, be like, oh, how how embarrassing for you. Just like, welcome but, back, Yanola Sun. We need you so badly. Yes. Oh, man. But something something tells me we will not be doing the same process next year. Oh, I hope uh, not. MG- no, I, I think this is, really damaged Norway's brand. 
and yeah like um, mgp probably needs a rethink like i wouldn't mind them doing doing like a smaller round of semifinals i think the I, the concept of that was good but i think overall this was just such a kerfuffle yeah yeah and just so many avoidable problems and they they need to really reconsider the tech aspects of this yeah uh, for next year because man oh man what a mess yeah just like instead of like an online vote just like paper ballots optical optical scanners for everyone just Mm -hmm. go to your local polling place uh and we will deliver the results in like 24 hours yes yes (laughs) oh man could you imagine uh (laughs) all right was sweden any better this week this is a great week to prioritize uh norway over sweden just like that's what i did mostly i was seeing the tweets on saturday and everybody's just like norway is a complete tire fire mm-hmm. um and like i was just like well it's a, it's their final they're picking one thing uh i can go back to sweden later and it'll be fine and i went back to sweden later and it was fine okay good uh one thing that was kind of cool about this round is that uh just based on the seven entries this week something that was in swedish was guaranteed to get through to at least the andre Shanson round all right there were there were like four or five entries that were mostly in Swedish. Mm. I had just sort of loose picks going it. I'm stopping myself from reading the lyrics when they're released every week because it's never good. Okay. <laughs> just reading the lyrics of a pop song when you haven't heard it is never a good is never a good first attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've stopped listening to the 30 second snippets just so I can go in and be surprised. Okay. Just looking at the lineup for this Saturday, I was like, okay, uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that Mariette's going to go through to the final and Prima Home B just because they've been there. Mm-hmm. They do good work. Yes. That, is, that, that was absolutely correct. Marietta's is through to the final, uh, which this isn't my favorite song of hers. I think both of her last two entries that she's had at Melfest have been stronger. Okay. But it, it's great to see her there. Uh, Mahombi, I think he's he borrowed like Armenia's staging from a couple years ago, just at, when they had their garage sale. But the song is fine. It's it's not my favorite at this point, but it was a good one to go through for this week. Again, this was this felt like a good week to just sort of not prioritize Sweden. Mm-hmm. In what's going on to Anders Janssen, uh Drangarna, uh, which appears to be this year's uh, dance band entry. Okay. That one's an interesting one because the song feels very Irish. Like, specifically, mm. like, the Epcot Ireland Pavilion. Okay. <laughs> uh, this would be playing at the pub there. And it was real weird because it was in Swedish. It was just like a, just a bunch of cognitive dissonance. All right. Uh watching as an american uh, uh and then honest on demina who had a song last year and so i had mentally been thinking that the, in the entry last year uh honest on demina was the singer and not the rapper and i was surprised to learn that it was the rapper aha and that's on me uh that's for, that's yes. on me for not googling uh but anyways i i thought that that song probably should have come in fifth Mm. Uh, and Faith Kakembo should have gone through because I thought her song was stronger and was more interesting. Honest Don Demina's song was fun, and that's that's an important quality, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure I see it getting to the final. Okay. We have another semifinal this week, then we have Andre Shanson, and then we have the final. There's so much. Wow, that's that's coming up quick. Looking ahead to this week, the big names, I think, from this batch, uh, Victor Krohn, who was Estonia's entry last year. Mm-hmm. Hannah Ferm uh, is currently up there with the bookies along with all the other ladies Woo. for for her song Brave. And she had the duet last year uh, that I thought could have done numbers, but didn't. Right. And then another one that's intriguing me, and I'm just not sure if it's actual intrigue or just fear, uh, is there's a song called Carpool Karaoke. Mm. Yeah. And I like, I already tire of, james corden here yeah so please don't reference him in the song sweden i mean are we sure that uh nana grunval isn't like a swedish alias of his you know what i should have anagrammed this beforehand yeah yeah <laughs> um i think we're anyway, in the clear i i, I feel like yeah. he probably would have mentioned it uh mm-hmm. anyways things to look forward to in sweden this weekend the reason i wasn't prioritizing sweden is that lithuania was happening iceland mm-hmm. was also happening like that was why i was double screening mm-hmm was Lithuania was super exciting this year. Iceland is also. I was a little thrown off by last week because like it was mostly pop stuff mm-hmm. with like a couple outliers and the outliers went through, which mm-hmm. pleased me. Even if one of the outliers wasn't my thing, this week uh, felt like a bunch of outliers and like a few pop things that didn't go through. All right. This week and last week, I've had like a feeling of like, okay, this is about the time of year where like I find a national final act and get way too obsessed with it. 
because it's still national final season. We don't know if it's going to go through. Right. I was like, it's really weird that that hasn't happened this year. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a, an off year. Maybe it's just a weird batch. And then it happened. It happened as soon as they were doing like the camera shots of like like the B roll footage of like here's the artists that are performing this week. Mm-hmm. Dothi and Gognamoth needs uh, swivel and like hair swoop was mm. just on point. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's it's like in the first three minutes of the program. Like I searched Giphy mm-hmm. looking for looking for something just to have that, and it's not there. Mm. And I don't know how to make it with the roof player. Mm. But it was just majestic. And then the song started, and the song is amazing. Like the song is exactly what I want out of an Icelandic entry. It is the type of pop tronica that is my bread and butter. The only way I can describe the song, it's as though Anoni of of uh, Antonio Johnson's was singing over. A beat that was threatening at any moment to become Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine's conga. Okay. <laughs> but it works. It works, and there is just group choreography, and everybody is wearing jumpsuits with their face in, like, 8-bit pixelation on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just delightful, and it's so out there, and I want it to win so badly, and I'm very afraid it won't. He uh, was in the running in 2017 when Svala's paper won, and it mm-hmm. was a very close final and like the crowd was going crazy yeah yeah and like it was just such a fun performance particularly with the what, what's that nintendo switch like cardboard box kubo yeah 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 like it looked like the instruments yes. were kind of of that style and then like so versatile and like it's like oh it's like a saxophone guitar Who's he? What's it? i don't know it's a saxophone it's a guitar it's a saxophone and a guitar and a drum machine yeah yeah it's yeah. just there was a moment where I'm like, oh, everybody's moving to the left. And then there was a second microphone waiting for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yes, this this has my full heart. Apologies to everyone. Also, I have found out that I missed both of their sets at Iceland Airways last year. So I'm already retroactively mad at myself. Oh, no. <laughs> and like, I'm just at like the whole hog point I was when we first saw Hitari last year, where it's just like, well, this is part of me now. Mm. Where it's just like, if if they win, like I am, I would absolutely make a sweatshirt. Nice. I would absolutely make a sweatshirt to bring to the arena. Excellent. Uh, anyways, enough talking about that because we can talk about them again in two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I have added all of their stuff to my Spotify. Oh wow, we are we are at full down the rabbit hole, Hatari all over again status. I'm so happy that it's finally happened because again, I've been waiting to figure out which act this year is the one that I'm going to get way too into. Mm. And it's that one. Yeah, and it's still early. Like we've still got we still got all of the Balkans. So yeah. <laughs> The other entry that went through was a fave of the internet, or at least when I was looking at tweets to see who people were excited about in the Song of the Captain lineup, because I went in blind, mm-hmm. which I think is partially why I was so delighted. Mm. Uh, the other, but Oculus Videre is also through. I get why the internet is into it. Like, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's not your standard pop song. For lack of a better term, it's kind of Game of Thronesy. Oh, okay. Like, like, it's got, like, a weird kind of almost Gregorian chant choral aspect to it mm. that I can see having a lot of drama. Uh, but the the actual performance kind of needed a zhuzh. Okay. Like, it needed, like, something else. Because they were doing a lot. Uh, but the, the singer of the song is just kind of standing there for the full three minutes. Mm. And they're not quite doing enough with the camera and stuff around them to, to kind of balance that out. Because it's fine if you're it's fine if you don't have a ton of stage presence and you just want to sing the song. Right. But like again, I see why the internet likes it, but I'm also just like, please just send the weird indie tronica thing. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I think with Iceland, there's a very good shot of that happening. So <laughs> a very good shot of that happening. And it would be such a nice balance of giving us like a third viral dance move. Because, like, we already have the Samantha Tina, like, hands at the hips, and, mm. and I'm a little teapotting, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, we have the Roop dance, which Lithuania is already on the branding for that. They already have a video online. Like, that's just going back to, like, them potentially taking it. Right. I think that's why they are building the ground movement now. Yeah. If, if Eurovision just turns into one giant dance battle, I am mm-hmm. so excited for that to happen. <laughs> But yeah, and like and like the Iceland moves, like those feel very those feel very simple. Those feel like something that the crowd is going to like. Yeah, yeah, it's just like kickball change to the left, kickball change to the right. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so those are the two entries going through this week, and then the producers. I think they just always pick a wild card from what else didn't go through, mm-hmm. and I figured it was gonna be something from week one because I thought that all three of the entries that didn't go through had their own charms. Uh, this week, the other stuff, there were a couple different ballads, one of which I really like, the the Dreamer 
I think like it was Maddie Matt, which he had a decent battle that I thought was a candidate. I thought anything from week one could have been that didn't go through already could have been a candidate. But no, it was like the okay pop song from this week, Echo. Huh. And like it felt like a it felt like a fully realized performance, but it doesn't it doesn't excite me as much as some of the other stuff Iceland has in the mix. Yeah. Well, maybe they just wanted to have some contrast to maybe what else is in the field. That could be. Yeah. Just like some good diversity. I can see that working. Yeah. Anyways, everything has a couple weeks to kind of figure out their their new performances. And the final will be February 29th at the Valsholen. So it will be it will be a bigger venue. All right. That was a very full Saturday. Uh Yeah. And there were still some other songs that trickled out uh since then on Sunday. Uh, France released their song uh, for Tom Lieb. Uh, it is the song The Best in Me. You are, you are, you are In every breath I breathe Forever eternally You are, you are, you are You are the best in me And as you might uh, have guessed, uh, it's a uh, Thomas Jason, uh, John Lundvik love child, uh, <laughs> for well, lack like, of a better description. And don't discount the other co-writer. It's the team that wrote Euphoria plus John Lundvik, and it sounds like it. Yeah. Um. I, well, I don't know. I don't find Euphoria to be this boring. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I've, I, I know. I've had <laughs> problems with Euphoria, <laughs> but like boredom yeah, was not is... one of them. It grows on me every time I listen to it, which I think is good. Oh, all right. But also, but yeah, like also, like the first thing I heard of it was when like the thirty seconds leaked, mm. and the thirty seconds that leaked were all in English. I was like, oh, that's a bold move for France. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- thankfully, there is some French in there. But yeah, like this song is, it's fine. It is. It's very simple. Like when I hear the song, I have two. Th- I have two different trains of thought, and they kind of go together. Which is one. This absolutely sounds like a song that John Lundvik wrote mm-hmm. to the point that like I would like to hear him sing it instead. Like mm-hmm. he's very good at writing songs for his voice. And I feel like whenever he's written songs for the big five, it sounds like songs that he should be singing instead. Yeah, it's just to me, this one, it just seems like he's just kind of like at the piano playing around with stuff and just being like, all right, I've got this idea. And like, it's still gestating and yeah. like. I- it just doesn't go anywhere for me. It doesn't go anywhere. And like just lyrically and melodically, it just sounds like it should be it should be soundtracking the Zales Mother's Day sale jewelry ad. Hmm. Yeah. You I were mean, the best in me. Happy Mother's Day. See, I was thinking like a Folgers commercial, like the one where like the kid comes home to visit his parents or something. And but yeah, like there there is there is the commercial appeal, but yeah, it is much more in the jingle aspect than yeah. It's, it's very yeah. jingly and just like structurally, it feels like singing a thing in French, singing the same thing but in English, mm-hmm. singing a thing in French, singing the same thing but in English, yeah. and then three minutes is up. I thought that the premiere they gave it was very impressive and yeah. very lovely, and just like all of those cool drone shots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was really just... well shot. For me, it's it's like Tom Lee, like he does write songs, so I was kind of hoping that he would be involved in the songwriting in process the mix, for this. Yeah. And instead, it's just like, oh well, no, they picked the song and then like found someone's whose voice would match. And... I don't know why France would do that though, because if you look at the scoreboards from like the last couple years, mm-hmm. the songs that win are written by the artist. Yeah. The songs that do well are songs that are written by the artist, and the songs that are a and a weird marriage of of a song that was pre-written and a singer that you hope will work for it finish near the bottom. I don't know if like France has a long game in plan, like if they just don't really want it this year, but still <laughs> they need to bring a bottle of wine to the party, but like they're not going to bring their best bottle of wine, but they should bring something nicer than like two buck chuck, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... but yeah like it, i i yeah it's it's nice and again it, it's been growing on me but on the other hand by the end of it, i'm just like, yeah this is this is fine yeah yeah but and maybe maybe that's the secret sauce maybe it's like it's february now this time in may we may be all gaga for it 
I don't think that's going to be the case, but it, it may be better received than it is initially. Good luck, France. Say uh, <laughs> la vie. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to try and do an awkward segue about French-speaking nations mm-hmm. because we're, Belgium announced their song today. Well, they released the song in its official video today. Yesterday, they were hinting at the title and they confirmed for us that the first word was seven letters and the second word was two letters. Mm. Which, me being someone who regularly runs into things during puzzles where I need specific patterns of words. I knew exactly what ter- what tool to turn to. I turned to one look, which is great because you can essentially give it that pattern and go, okay, sort sort phrases by commonness and let me know uh, what my options are for what this might be titled. Uh, amongst the options that I thought were more intriguing than just things like, like bottoms up, bottoms up would have worked. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. that That's a title. Uh- <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It can be about drinking. It can be about other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, other other things in the list. Uh, reality TV. And I'm mm-hmm. just knowing that it was Hoover Phonic. And I'm like, Hoover Phonic probably has opinions about reality TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vatican II. They might have had opinions about that. Uh, Vitamin B1. Could have been really into that for yeah. their song. And it's then, having a moment I, this year. Uh, I, I think Ukraine, one of Ukraine's finalists uh, references. Oh, wait, no, that, that's Vitamin B12. Sorry. I'm not joking yeah, about that you, either. So. <laughs> you, can't fit, you can't fit that in there, yeah. Uh, anyways, lots of options available, but what it was... And, like, I was very certain that the second word was going to be up. Mm. But uh, as it turns out, I'm incorrect because Release Me was released today. Only trouble steals the show All those words won't come from me It's clear we are not meant to be What did you think of this one, Mike? I think this is one that I'm going to have to sit with for a little bit. Okay. I think it's a good choice for Belgium in the sense that, like, since these are experienced performers, they won't have the deer in the headlights issue that they've had the last few years with their performers who are a little bit newer to the stage. That wasn't so much a problem with Senec, but uh, yeah, Elliot and Blanche uh, did seem kind of terrified uh, once the music got started on their respective Eurovision stages. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. I still think the song is kind of Belgium's melancholy brand. I, 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 yeah, I, no, yeah, yeah. Bel- Belgium has definitely had like a vibe in the last few years, and this is entirely in line with that vibe. Yeah, and it's something that I like. It kind of reminds me a little bit of... This time last year, I went to go see 10,000 Maniacs um, at mm-hmm. like a city winery in Chicago. And like, it was a really nice concert. And, but it was like for a very specific age group. And mm-hmm. yeah, it just seems kind of outside of the Eurovision norm. So I'm, I'm just kind of wondering like what the widespread appeal is going to be. Like, it, it feels very college radio of the 90s and okay. like that is well, definitely yeah, like, my jam so like i mm-hmm. i don't object to that but like looking at the grand scheme of things it's like huh that's that's an interesting approach to take and i'm I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how that plays out what what, what do you yeah, think of the track I, like i was trying to pin down like what it reminded me of and there were a lot of different things mm-hmm. like thinking about when we we, we knew that Hoover Phonic was the Belgian artist last year, and we were kind of talking about what their sound was like. And this feel like it's nice be, that it kind of ties in with uh, their, I think, probably one of their better known songs, Mad About You. Mm-hmm. Like, I can hear a little bit of that in there. As far as Eurovision, melody-wise, there are bits of it that remind me of Lena's Taken by a Stranger. Like, mm. so the, her song, After She Won. Yeah. Like, there, there's a smoothness there. Yeah. Uh, and then also a little bit of, I think it's mostly just the strings, uh, Rise Like a Phoenix. Hmm. Like, there, there's there's a feeling of it being a Bond theme to me. Huh. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, and, and, like part, and, like, part of it might also be is that, like, last week, uh, Billie Eilish's Bond theme got released. Right. And it kind of, it kind of reminds me of that, too. Okay. Huh. The studio version is fine. Like, one thing I would love is... And I think probably needs to happen for it is like in like the last 30 seconds, there's like this great bit where it feels like you could really throw some vocal power behind it. Mm-hmm. And I think like you, I kind of want to sit th- sit with this one and see where I stand with it when we come back to these songs mm-hmm. later this spring. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think overall, like with the way that the field has been shaping up for the most part, where it's, it feels like countries are trying to not send like Eurovision entries. They're trying to send songs. and Which is good. Yeah. And I think this is of the like trying to send songs uh, group. I, I just don't know why I'm so resistant to it because I'm, I'm loving it from all of the other countries that are doing it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think may- well, maybe I was just expecting something different and then this didn't match up with, with whatever that expectation was. And I don't even know what that expectation was. Mm-hmm. And so that's I was hoping for something a little bit more on the up-tempo side of Hoover Phonics mm-hmm. output. But I think that's just, I think for whatever reason, I want like an up-tempo Eurovision winner this year. Yeah, yeah. Like I I, I think up-tempo or... um. I don't know, mood, but in like mood towards a party instead of mood towards a, I just want to be with my emotions uh, is where I want to be. And like, that is reminding me like another thing that this reminded me of lyrically, just listening to the words, like felt very in line with arcade. Mm -hmm. Like it almost felt like a different perspective on arcade. Yes. Just just, like, this is a different part of the, the, the Rashomon for arcade. (laughs) Uh, But, but, but yeah, like I, well, and like I, Belgium wants to do well. Like their 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 neighbors are throwing a party. Mm-hmm. They want to bring they want to bring something nice. Yeah, and I think this fits the bill. I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is the special sauce that will that will win them a thing. Right. But if it gets them into the final, which they haven't been able to do, they the haven't last done few recently. Years. Yeah. Uh, they they just want to like not embarrass themselves in front of company. Yes. Yes. So, I I I think they're okay but yeah this this is something where it's like all right let's see what the full field looks like and uh how it compares but um i don't hate it like i think i think that's where i'm landing it's like i don't hate the song but uh yeah it 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 doesn't quite feel like the winner yet like you know there's just that like resonance that i want so Mm -hmm. the last uh major uh selection thing that happened this week uh romania announced who their artist is going to be uh, it's going to be Roxen. Uh, she was featured on the track You Don't Love Me uh, last summer, which was a song that uh, charted in Romania and Bulgaria. And uh, according to one article that I've read, got some airplay in the U.S. Um, so cool. Uh, her style. Citation needed. Yes. Uh, and I tried to find that citation and I could not. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just like one really cool kids uh, college radio show. <laughs> just like Airplay in the U.S. Yeah, it's like. As someone who's previously had an online radio show mm-hmm. that had that had listenership in the tens, yes, if that was just like okay, so like someone played it out a window, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's all. That's all it takes. It, it's that is the definition of broadcasting. Just like screaming it from the rooftops. Her style's kind of in the like deep house realm again, with the citations needed. Uh, comparisons to Dua Lipa, which uh, from what I've heard, I'm not quite hearing that. Uh, and then Billie Eilish, uh, which I am hearing uh, in um, the couple of tracks that I've heard. And okay. well, yeah, like if you're citing those two, those are very opposite ends of the pop spectrum. So that's a very interesting way to com- to compare yourself. Yeah, but I mean, like if you're going to combine two, I think Dua Lipa and Billie Eilish are a good combination. Like I don't know, I like them both. Um, mm-hmm. Same. But uh, yeah, we will hear the songs uh, that are going to be up for consideration and that the public is actually going to vote on. Uh, Those will be coming out on Friday. Um, So yeah, some more music to look forward to. Also coming up uh, this weekend, uh, Portugal will begin their Festival de Cansao. It's uh, pretty much the same process they've used uh, forever, maybe. Uh, it's uh, 16 songs total uh, split between two semifinals. So each uh, each semifinal will have eight songs. And uh, the songs that will advance out of those semifinals, it'll be 50% regional juries and 50% televote, uh, which will just determine those finalists. Uh, it'll be four from each semifinal. So eight songs will be in the grand final. And yeah, it's a pretty eclectic field this year like they've really been stretching their musical tastes uh in the selection process uh i found uh in the last couple of years uh for- yeah i was just thinking about what they've sent the last couple of years it's felt very broad in terms of style mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah uh 14 of the songs were uh selected by producer invitation uh so the festival they uh invite composers to uh create entries and then the composers are responsible for finding the artists to perform the entries uh and 
pretty wide range there. Uh, and then there was one song that was selected through a radio show called Masterclass. Uh, and then there was one that was just uh, sort of an open submission call. Uh, like if you had a song and you wanted it to be in the festival, send it in. And uh, yeah, one one of those songs uh, got through. So that one that one should be a interesting process because i mean as we all know portugal follows their own drum beat the full field is available on spotify right now uh we've got a link to the playlist uh on our profile so uh definitely check them out there, there's there's some bangers in there yeah also happening this weekend slovenia is having their final Yay. which earlier in the year they had the ema fresh competition which determined a couple of those acts uh, and then there are 12 songs overall, so the two that were selected through EMA Fresh, and then 10 selected from submissions that got through. At the live show, a three-member jury will pick two songs to move to the Super Final, and then the public will vote on those. And that that's an interesting way to do that, but hey, that's Slovenia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it seems to be working for them. <laughs> they've, they've had a pretty good qualifying record the last few they years. They have. Well, yeah, look, looking at the contestant lineup, uh, there are some notable names. Uh, Saska and Parvani Violet are the EMA Fresh winners. Inmate uh, competed last year. Tinkara Kovac represented Slovenia in 2014. Bozidar Wolfland Wolf was a backing singer back uh, in 1984 for Yugoslavia. Oh, I remember those guys. Uh, uh, yeah, you, I definitely don't. No. Um, and then, oh, I meant uh, Yugoslavia. Lina, I, I don't know anything yes. about Bozidar Wolf. Uh, so. yeah. uh, and then Lina Kudzovic uh, finished third at Junior Eurovision in 2015. Oh yeah, that's the same year that Destiny was there. So that that could be an interesting reunion. More uh, friends. Yeah. Oh, it's just gonna be <laughs> the whole contest is just gonna be a rehash of Junior just Eurovision. Just like a, just like a fun high school reunion, but for Junior Eurovision. Yeah. To that 2015. Oh man, does this mean we're gonna have to start watching Junior Eurovision so that we'll know what Eurovision like three years from now is gonna look like? Or <laughs> I choose to be surprised. I like that strategy. So um yeah i'm i am looking forward to the slovenian final uh i'm also looking forward to ukraine's final uh vidber will be wrapping up uh on saturday um this past saturday they had their second semifinal, and yeah it's gonna be an interesting field as someone who has not been watching ukraine how many hours of content am i in for and who are the acts to watch oh goodness uh yeah um i think they've broken out the individual performances uh into individual videos on youtube so you don't have to watch the full three and a half hour shows uh each time so you're welcome i guess but uh yeah the winner of the first semifinal uh was krut and uh she has the highest televote percentage going into the final although that's kind of an apples and oranges thing with uh like each semifinal uh just having their own pool of people voting uh the winner of the second semifinal was uh Tvorchi with the song uh bonfire and I think either one of those choices would be a solid one for Ukraine. Krut uh, uh, Song 99 uh, features her playing this uh, sort of harp-like instrument. And she just has a really beautiful voice. And like, the instrument's just really cool to look at. And the song's fairly catchy. It's it's. I would not describe it as a bop. It's not that style of song. But yeah, it feels very on-brand for Ukraine. And then Tvorchi's track kind of has like... A dark dance element to it and i i think either one of those would be uh a good choice uh the one that i think is going to be the fun performance to watch uh on saturday is uh jerry hiles uh, vegan there was a lot of dancing fruit uh in her first performance and i'm hoping that this second time around uh now that uh maybe with a little bit more stage confidence uh under her belt um it could be really big and really fun. Like it, it, it was almost there during the semifinal, and it's just like, oh, just a little bit bigger. I just wanted it to be a little bit bigger. So, um, yeah. And I don't expect there to be a tremendous amount of controversy this time around. But I think I say that every year with Ukraine, and then get uh, blindsided by something. <laughs> and yeah, it, it it should be wonderful. I don't this expect them the to they're... like self disqualify or anything. So. Say, this is the year that there will be no. There'll be no drama from Ukraine. Yeah. Maybe that is the secret sauce. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it we say that mm-hmm. we say that, but we just this. But this time Crimea is Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Jamala will also be there to perform during the interval. So do not allow her to secretly join the judging panel again. Even though it is only six songs, it will still probably be a three and a half hour show because they like go into very heavy critique after each performance. Like the, they will get into art direction. They will get into 
everything. Um, so yeah. And then there's like the voting and stuff that will have to happen, but, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good one to check in on, uh, among all of the other things that are on Saturday. Uh, also happening this weekend, Poland is having their final. Poland has been doing their process during the afternoon in Poland, which means it's been during the morning in America. So I have not been as attuned to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> Although in fairness, it feels like Poland is trying to figure out what it's doing the last few years and figuring out what works for its process. Mm-hmm. They, they filmed like the first part weeks ago uh, where each group of singers w- had like a theme night uh, advancing from the semis, we have Cassia Duren, Alicia Shemplinska, uh, and then Albert Serdy, who is Lake Malawi. You know Lake Malawi from the Czech Republic, as they so proudly stated during the Eurovision last year. Yeah, well, you know, there, there was an article that went around this week about how they like had to change the rules so that you did not have to be a Polish citizen to participate. And I, I don't know why that was being presented this week as if it were news, because it's just like, well... Like, as you said, this was recorded a few weeks ago. They, they knew what they were doing. Ago yeah. And, yeah. You guys could just have been real quiet about that. And just like, it felt like the wrong time to release that news. If it was going to be news, just it was like, okay, do you guys. So as soon as that came out, I'm like, so does, does the Lake Malawi guy win? Mm. And it turns out, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've made sure that that's not a problem for the finals. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just seems very odd how that, that whole thing was handled, but it feel, yeah. yeah, it feels very weird. Uh, the fi- For the final, uh, each of those three acts will be performing a cover and an original song, and the original song is presumably their Eurovision song, so that'll happen. And then we will have a Polish winner. And it might be Lake Malawi? Or Albert from Lake Malawi? Yeah. I, I, I'm still very confused on if, that, if the band is him or if the band is him plus the other two guys. It's him and the other two guys. I, I think that's where we landed last year. So, because <laughs> I thought, because for a while there, I thought his name was actually Lake Malawi, not realizing <laughs> that Lake Malawi is, uh, what, what, where in Africa is it? It's, uh, oh, it's probably near the country of Malawi. Um, probably geography um, was never my strong yeah, suit. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> we should probably get out of here before I uh, say something that's really embarrassing. Yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the EuroWhat. Thanks for listening. The EuroWhat podcast is hosted by Mike McComb, that's me, and Ben Smith. That's me. You can find us on our website at EuroWhat.com and on Twitter and Instagram at EuroWhat. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, and topics we should talk about in future episodes. You can subscribe to the EuroWhat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast app of your choice. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist inspired by this episode. We'll be back next week to try to make sense of what's new in Eurovision. 